The Trump administration and the Biden administration are like chalk and cheese. Trump exits the Paris Agreement and Biden has vowed to rejoin the Paris Agreement on his first day in office. Senator Malcolm Roberts from One Nation is joining us to talk about that and other wonderful things connected to the Joe Biden uh, dynasty. Uh, Malcolm, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you very much for having me, Mike. It's a pleasure. But I, I want to be addressed by my correct title, please. <laughs> President-elect Senator Malcolm Roberts. Sorry. It seems that President-elect can be hung on anyone today by themselves it's, because uh, well, Joe you're... Biden's doing it and he's created the facade behind him. Um, well, and it's nonsense. Yeah, well, you can get that President-elect. Apparently, uh, Disney are bringing that out. And um, or in Wheaties, a little thing, you scratch it and you're a President-elect of some country. And uh, in your case, you're president-elect of Queensland. How does that feel? That sounds great. That sounds really handy. We, and, we, you know, the winning, winning um, state of origin team, that, that's great. And But see, the thing is, if you're naughty, you become president-elect of the uh, United Nations, uh, the, World, uh, the World Health Organization. I mean, that's if you're naughty. But at the moment, you've won the prize. You are now president-elect of Queensland. Now, there are a lot of naughty people around who are being rewarded because they get more power. They are, and it's very scary, the Great Reset, which we can talk about that. Uh, what do we know about a Biden presidency that will bring in terms of, say, uh, climate change policy? We know it's fairly uh, wacko, to say the least, but what do you think will happen? Well, he believes in the climate con. Oh, sorry, he says he believes in the climate con. So they'll be pushing that climate policy. They're, they'll be back into the Paris Agreement, uh, back when the UN's Paris Agreement. He'll be, he has appointed um, the climate czar, uh, John Kerry, who's a is a failed politician, failed presidential candidate, I believe. And also he is another con man who has got no evidence to back up his position. And he is also another con man like Al Gore in that he's very, very rich and he's been, he's made, been made rich uh, by the by, well, and, and sorry, I'm about, I'm wrong there. Um, John Kerry has not been made rich by the climate con like Al Gore. Uh, John Kerry inherited wealth through the Heinz family, I believe. But th- that's that's where he'll be taking us um, uh, back to the Obama Obama years of destroying America. America will be going downhill. Trump reversed that and and brought American economy back. Trump will Trump is reduced electricity prices and energy prices because he's encouraged fracking, encouraged American exploration for hydrocarbons. Uh, um, Biden will reverse that. So we'll be having dishonest government again. We'll be having the UN in control. We'll be having the climate con in control. We'll be having the globalist agenda take over the United States again. We'll be having socialism ramped up after Trump has just rescued the United States and be destroyed again. Tell us more about this global reset. You know, it's been floating around a bit, but the uh, mainstream media, yeah, don't want to talk about that, but the global reset that the richest men and politicians, say from Trudeau to Boris Johnson, are advocating. And let me first of all say that Boris Johnson, what a disappointment he's become. Very much a disappointment. He's a globalist, well and truly. He's mm. pushing now the climate stuff. Uh, the climate con. He's, he's uh, still strong on, on immigration and borders, but the rest of it, he's following the agenda. Hey, get this. He even uh, gave, handed an award to uh, our Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, recently for Scott Morrison's contribution to the global agenda. They weren't the words. I can't remember the exact mm. words, but that's basically what it was. Um, you know, I, I just, 
I've made a couple of notes here because I've got a quote from Dillingpole, British journalist Dillingpole, James Dillingpole, very respected journalist, on the ball, and he's got the guts to say what's really happening. And he's defined it as, as this. Put simply, the Great Reset is the blueprint for a complete transformation of the world economy. There will be no money, no private property, no democracy. Instead, every key decision, that means what you do for a living, how much stuff you consume, whether you can take a vacation, will be decided for you by a remote, unaccountable elite of experts. Now, some people, Mike, said this is fanciful. It's, it's nuts, nutjob stuff. It's not. We know that history is littered with the attempts by uh, sometimes loony people, sometimes sane people, sometimes people who've become corrupted by their own egos to control the world. Genghis Khan, Hitler, Lenin. Um, we've even had Morris Strong, who I bet your listeners don't know about. Morris Strong died in 2015. He was the grandfather or the father of the climate con. He was a UN bureaucrat. He was uh, a wealthy man who went to the UN and took it over because he, he became uh, head of the United Nations Environmental Program in 1972. He formed the UN Environmental Program. He then realized the power. He then took it over and he became the backroom party man, backroom power broker who drove the UN. And Morris Strong is the one who concocted all of the, all of the, uh, the stealing of property rights around the world, the stealing of um, water uh, through the United Nations environmental programs, the destruction of energy, the over-regulation, the control of people's freedom, which means control, an end of freedom, uh, the control of the way people will live. That's what they're going on about. And it's all to give a handful of elite players who are in charge of corporations or make their money from corporations control through the corporations over our lives. What we eat, how we live, how we travel, who we interact with, how we're educated, what job we have, that's on their agenda. And this is not some uh, some uh, lunatic British journalist talking. James Dillingpole is very well informed. But it's also the words of senior bureaucrats in the UN, people like the late Morris Strong, people like Christiana Figueres, Eden Hoffer. They've said this. This is not this is not a theory. They have said this. It's the richest men in the world who will make money from this. And they've now got people like Trudeau in Canada, Boris Johnson, um, Go oh, the others in, in there, I've, I've just recently heard, um, and now Scott Morrison, all using the word build back better. That's their code word. This is not new. While the slogan this time to build on, on COVID uh, is new, Mike, they previously called it Agenda 21, the United Nations Agenda 21, signed in 1992 and paraded around by some of the world's prime ministers and, and presidents including Paul Keating, who signed it on behalf of Australia. Um, prior to that, it goes back to Edward Mandel House in the early 20th century. He was the control behind Woodrow Wilson. He got Woodrow Wilson into the presidency, controlled Woodrow Wilson, enacted many legislations that uh, gave, gave corporates the power in the United States through the banks. So this is something that has been festering for a while. Edward Mandel House developed the uh, League of Nations, which was championed by um, by Woodrow Wilson, but really driven by Edward Mandel House. Uh, and then after the Second World War, along came the United Nations, and we've had many programs from the UN. And now the latest, due to COVID, they're always talking about the collapse of capitalism and we have to rescue capitalism from itself. They don't realize, of course, or, well, they do realize, but people don't realize that 
that capitalism doesn't exist at the moment. It's, it's already socialism in most countries, including Australia, including America, government control. And so what they're doing now is they're jumping on the COVID uh, opportunity. They take every opportunity they can, come up with a new slogan, and now they're jumping on that and they're saying, let's build back better and recover and destroy capitalism because it's been bad for us, it's created COVID, and let's get on with socialism as we know it because that's fair. You'll be happy. No money, no control, no, sorry, no freedom, no control over your own life. It's back to feudalism. I don't know how I can shut up on this because it's just so strong. It's back to feudalism. We'll all be serfs. We'll be, conf- we'll be controlled and we'll lose our basic freedoms. In the, uh, in the US, for example, six corporations control 90% of the media, um, and that's from social to mainstream media. It's the perfect vehicle to get your message over, isn't it? Yes, and it has been for quite a while, Mike. I'm, I'm uh, very pleased that you're using that data. Um, I, I guess you've updated it. For me, it was the New York Times and, and the, the major networks, CBS, ABC, NBC. But I'm guessing you're adding Facebook and Google to mm. that as well, or YouTube. And Twitter. Uh, must, don't forget Twitter. Twitter, Twitter, of course. Um, yes, you're correct. And uh, the New York Times was thanked by um, one of the Rockefellers uh, in the early 20th century, the 1900s, for covering up a lot of this um, and being a mouthpiece for the, for the corporates. Um, and you're correct. You're absolutely correct. And what they do is they brainwash people. They only give one side of the story. They put negative news out about the about free people. And uh, and so Trump has been maligned. Uh, he has been lied about. And and so it's just, we've essentially had one man standing up against these globalists, and that's Donald Trump. And we've had a war on Trump for the last four years. And now we've had that through the, through the uh, destruction of, of the dem- democratic process in the United States, where we're seeing basically a third world country, the way it's being operated by these Democrats. Mm. Interesting to see that um, if Joe Biden does get in, the uh, jury's out on that one, I should say the court's out on that one, because they will get some, I think, some favourable rulings. You just can't break the law and there's too much evidence. But that's another, another story which we'll go into later on. But interesting to see that Biden would like to shut down America. Now, lock it down. We're going to save your lives. It doesn't do a thing, does it? No. And and you can see his buddies in the UN and in China uh, making a meal of this Mm. because the country that has been most successful in the entire world at the response to COVID, we talked about it before, Mike, and that's Taiwan. Mm. Um, Similar population to Australia, 24 million versus our 25 highly densely populated country, small island, easier for the virus to spread. Uh, they got earlier transmission into of the virus into Taiwan from China. They're very close to China, a lot of interaction. They did not lock down their economy. They did what is mm. sensible for handling a virus, and that is quarantined the sick and the vulnerable. The rest continued their work, continued their social activities, continued their interaction, continued their sport. And what they've had is an economy that's bubbled along as usual, they've had no disruption to their economy and they've had only seven deaths, whereas we've had 900. You'll never hear the UN talk about Taiwan, yet it is, it is the standout success story. But instead, we hear Biden wanting to lock down America, destroy its economy. And Trump is just now starting to get the economy going and they'll have herd immunity pretty soon. And America was was in a mess uh, after Obama. He took it up and, and created more jobs than anyone has done in the past and now he's 
they've gone down because of COVID, and he's getting them back mm. uh, after COVID. And uh, Obama, uh, sorry, Biden will destroy that country. Often been said, and uh, again, another story, got all these things, but I realise you have to go to work in a second. Um, they call Joe Biden, Joe Obama. And uh, obviously, Obama is, many, many would say, is the puppet master. Uh, what can we do to learn about the origins of COVID-19? Uh, isn't this essential to stop it from happening again? And if you go back to the start of it, to the China virus, which uh, Donald calls it the Wuhan virus, uh, our relationship with China isn't all that squizzy at the moment, is it? No, it's not. And it's because we had the temerity to uh, ask for an inquiry into the source of the of the virus, as you quite correctly said. Now, we first started mentioning that, Pauline and I, and then Scott Morrison took it up. He, he's taken up a lot of our words. Um, he dared raise that with the Chinese. The Chinese got upset and they're trying to teach us a lesson. But I think they're really teaching the world a lesson because they're teaching people how China can react. And when more countries get affected the way we've been affected, uh, I think you'll see a, a different attitude towards China. But we need an inquiry. And the best place to start that inquiry is right here in Australia. And then the second place is with our partners who are free, freedom-loving countries. Then the third place is the UN. But really, the UN has been an ally and a, and a cover for China the whole way through. They've never mentioned Taiwan, even though it's a standout. The World Health Organization is a crooked, corrupt, criminal outfit that is dishonest and incompetent and lazy. It's headed by, by a person who has links to terrorism. And so uh, we won't get much out of the UN. But nonetheless, I think it's still important to hold the UN accountable because the UN is the one that delayed the reaction, the, the response to the, uh, the virus, and that enabled it to get out of hand quickly. But we also have to look at the origins of the fear, because as we, point, as we discussed before the show, Mike, uh, the premiers and also the prime minister have made a meal out of this because they've spread fear amongst the people and they've used that to increase control and they've used that to increase political power. And that's what we really have to come to grips with. We have to stop destroying our country. We have to do what Taiwan did. Testing, tracing, quarantining. Testing, tracing, quarantining. Testing, tracing, quarantining. Simple, basic, proven. One final question, Malcolm. Uh, this is a bit of a trick question. What's, what year are we in at the moment? What year? 2020. <laughs> okay. First of all, you become Prime Minister for knowing that. Sorry. sorry. The second thing is, what is next year? 2021. No, it's not. It's 1984, and we're heading that way, aren't we? Thank you very much. We are indeed. You, you are absolutely correct. Thank you. Economic disruption, corporate power, control, governments avoiding responsibility mm. but wanting to wield power over citizens. Yes, that's exactly. And political correctness is so deeply entrenched now, not only uh, in political circles but also through Facebook and Google, that people are afraid to go against that. But, Mike, while ever there are people like you around and me around and Pauline, we will be speaking up. Well, see, uh, I may get locked up one day, but you guys, you guys are fine. Uh, Senator Malcolm Roberts, thanks for laughing at my jokes. Thank you very much. There are the bells for the Senate. Perfect timing. I'll see you in the Gulag next year.